nexus of technology and transportation has had a real impact on the way we work and live. But what happens when the disruptors have to move even more quickly than they expected? You're listening to the Business Extra podcast coming from the National in Abu Dhabi. I'm Mustafa Al-Rawi, Assistant Editor-in-Chief. And joining us to talk all things transportation, Tino Wakid, the Regional General Manager for the Middle East and Africa for Uber, and Richard Sickel, the Chief Executive of Massar Solutions. So, so much of, of, of the talk for mobility, for transport in the last few years has been about disruption. But I think it's obvious to say that, uh, you know, even the disruptors have been disrupted by COVID-19 and the pandemic. Um, and, you know, it'd be good to begin with how both your, your companies have fared these last seven, eight months, what you've learned, where you've arrived at, you know, how, how, how things are going. Um, Richard, if I start with you. Yeah, thank you. So I think one of the things we have learned is that in our type of business, everything is about what is essential and what is not. So um, what I mean here is that in our, in our leasing business, so uh, just a very brief introduction, Massar Solutions uh, offers a wide range of mobility services from logistics to passenger transport, long-term leases, so basically your company cars and vehicle technology. Uh, what we have learned is that uh, obviously our essential customers, our customers are in essential businesses, uh, have grown. Um, um, and, the, and their businesses are thriving. Think about um, groceries delivered to your home. So when you order your online, online groceries, uh, that last mile delivery will be, in many cases, so like Carrefour, that will be a massage van and a massage driver bringing it to your uh, kitchen door. Um, so that has been doing very well. Uh, on, the, on the opposite of that, um, short-term rental, which actually we are not so much in, not in the, in the short-term rental that you would see at airports, which is mainly depending on um, tourist um, travel and uh, short business travel, that that market has disappeared. So apparently it was not that essential. For us in the middle are a wide variety of customers in uh, long-term leases, where we can also see that the bakery that delivers bread um, yeah, needed a few more vans uh, and other customers um, uh, were out of business. So there is a wide variety. And I think the common denominator is that some types of businesses clearly are essential in times of um, times of need or in times of big disturbance as we've had this year, and other types are not. That will actually also, in terms of looking at welcoming new customers, we will focus on the ones that are in, in essential businesses. That was a big lesson. And for Uber, Tino? Yeah, so it's definitely been a, a roller coaster period uh, for Uber. Uh, I mean, focusing on uh, mobility during a time where uh, mobility is, is severely restricted has been quite difficult, uh, specifically during the March until May um, months. Um, so we've seen actually that COVID uh, will definitely have a lasting impact on mobility in general. Um, not just on the mobility trends, but also macroeconomically, regulatory, um, technologically, and also on the consumer side. Um, so we've seen use cases be impacted quite differently. Um, so the commute use case, which was one of the biggest use cases for, for Uber in the region, um, and, and specifically in the UAE, has been impacted a lot. Um, so we see a lot of people working from home, uh, a lot of the daily commutes being impacted. Um, and we've seen them come back slower than the non-commute trips. Um, so people in, in non-commute have come back a lot faster. Um, as we see what 
uh, how the economy opens up, um, we actually see that these non-commute trips are coming back uh, faster. So commuting is, is predominantly going to and from the office uh, like uh, around uh, the morning time and, and around rush hour going back. Uh, Non-commute trips are trips that are either done on the weekend or uh, trips that are like don't follow a similar pattern every single week. Um, so that's from a use case perspective. What it's also taught us is that technology companies need to continue to be very innovative and think about new models. Um, and we've um, actually seen a lot of traction when it comes to low-cost products uh, because people are becoming more and more price sensitive, um, as well as new use cases that are coming up, uh, whether it's around sending things from A to B, uh, whether it's around um, businesses trying to reach their customers in a remote way. Um, so how do we leverage Uber, the Uber platform, to get things uh, from a place to the other and not just people? Um, so we've learned a lot about moving fast. Um, and the last trend that we've seen is around safety. So making sure that safety continues to be a top priority for Uber, uh, whether it's related to COVID or beyond that. So it's definitely been a very interesting period for us. And I, I wonder if, if there have been so many changes and each person, each business has been affected. There's been literally no escape from the consequences of, of the last few months. And, and for doing business day to day, whether it's dealing with your employees, your suppliers, your customers, do you, do you, have, do you have a sense of, of that, that there has been a change? That, that it's something that, um, you know, whether it's, you can perceive it quite immediately or it's just kind of in the air when you're having conversations and we're thinking about areas to grow, um, you know, do, do, you, do you think that, there, that we have passed a, a kind of watershed? When it, come, when it comes to you doing business, for example, Richard? Well, it's a difficult one. I think um, there's so, so many changes in, um, uh, at the level of uh, se separate industries. So we, we do business with people in different industries. So almost every industry where cars are involved, that could be a Masar uh, customer. So we see a lot of uh, changes. We, we have seen also that a lot of people, actually users of cars, are just very, very scared. Uh, they're very, very scared to, to become ill and um, focus on, on sanitizing, focus on um, uh, transportation in small groups. So where, uh, I guess, uh, Uber will benefit, where we also, we, there's a lot of new demand for um, what we call, uh, at Masaris, we call it the, the business to employee model. So more and more um, people actually, uh, for their daily commute, they, they rather invest um, in uh, leasing a vehicle for themselves um, rather than jump on the on the tram or the train just to not to be too near other people yeah and and people also as as, as i mentioned earlier as an example um having goods delivered to their house rather than going to a, a mega store just because they feel safer and and i think that's not immediately going to change. So I think this is also a change that will be for the longer run, even if we have vaccines uh, sooner or later. People will uh, keep that awareness that, um, that to, to stay, stay away from too high concentrations of other people uh, may make a lot of sense uh, to, uh, to stay safe. And Tino, have things, have things changed day to day in, in the conversations you're having? A lot of these uh, changes that we've seen as a consequence of, of COVID-19 seem like they're, they're going to last for a long time. 
Um, I think the, the the first point that you mentioned around how, how do teams work together now, I think that's definitely changing. Uh, what we've seen at Uber, and we moved um, very early on and super fast to a remote uh, working uh, mode, um, and people are now working from a, lo- a lot of different uh, places. People are collaborating remotely online, and it's something that we've seen that productivity has not really gone down. Um, and it's something that that I believe tech companies should take forward and, and should embrace and actually build from there. So I think that that's one interesting element that I think continues for a while. Um, and a hybrid model of, of people working from offices, uh, but also remotely, um, I think will, will last a bit. Um, so that definitely changes the whole idea around mobility. Um, so that that's one element. The second point that I would mention is uh, just getting things uh, done online, um, I, I think people have noticed how convenient that is. Um, and it's actually sped up uh, a lot of adoption of online shopping, online grocery, um, sending things from one person to the other. Um, and we've seen, we've launched a product called Uber Connect, uh, where uh, a person can send something to another person or you can... Um, ask a courier to buy something on your behalf. Um, we've launched that in Egypt and we're already seeing very fast pickup on that. Um, and the last point that I'll second uh, to what Richard was saying as well is on um, people shifting from uh, sometimes public transport uh, during pandemics because you don't want to be as close to other people around you. Uh, we've launched a product called Uber by the Hour. Uh, where you basically order uh, through the Uber app uh, a car in the morning and you can stay with the same driver and do multiple trips. And we've seen very strong uptake on that, which shows that people are thinking a lot more about safety um, and are thinking of wanting to interact less with many people. Uh, So it's something that's definitely interesting and, and, and we're keeping that in mind going forward. I mean, Tino, for Uber, you moved fast. You know, you really did um, in in your growth at the beginning worldwide in the in the Middle East. Um, is is it too simplistic to say that things are, are moving too fast? Perhaps even for a company like yours at the moment. So, so definitely, things are moving super fast for for everyone. Like, I think the the challenge is that no one can can forecast or predict uh, what the future will look like. Um, I think the, the the real positive thing that we're very optimistic about is the news around the vaccines, um, and specifically here in the UAE, taking a leadership role of rolling that out, um, uh, being basically at the forefront of a lot of countries that do that. Um, and that gives us a lot of encouragement that things will get back uh, moving a lot faster, um, but at the same time, in which way they develop and how fast is definitely keeping us on our toes. Um, and has showed us that we need to be super innovative and very fast in terms of how do we respond. Otherwise, we're really left behind um, and we're not helping our community, whether it's uh, riders, drivers, or cities, really uh, adopt um, different ways of, of working, different ways of going around when they need us the most. And so, so Richard, in, in, given all the context we've been discussing, what looking forward, what is it your most excited about at the moment when it comes to Massar? Well, um, we, we quite enjoy developing new technologies. So um, new technologies that can be applied in the business type of business that we do. So maybe not so new for the world, but still for, for this part of the world, uh, relatively new in terms of implementation is electric vehicles, 
um, where we will soon see uh, autonomous driving. Uh, we also develop our own vehicle technology. And this is really for us taking it to the next level. If you look at the uh, business model of operational leasing, to be honest, in the last 40 to 50 years, there hasn't been that much development. It was more uh, reports, uh, possibility of ordering a car online, but it's more like what you would also see in other types of businesses. Um, Masar is in itself is not so much a disruptor, but we can apply disrupting technologies relatively easy. Uh, so we are at the forefront of uh, promoting electric vehicle use in the UAE. Um, first of all, by knowing, of course, very well the benefits and to be able to explain that to customers. So education is very important there. Same thing will happen at the moment. Um, autonomous driving will be a possibility. Um, and at the same time, we go on and on uh, with um, developing uh, vehicle technology. And this is, think about uh, tracking, tracing, but not so much to be able to see movements of the past or even today of a vehicle, um, but to predict vehicles and optimize uh, vehicle movements and to optimize vehicle movements uh, in the future. So this is, this is a big data project. And I think that whole host of possibilities that we see now that we where we combine big data uh, artificial intelligence into enhancing our business model that's the most exciting part what is happening and and the fast and rapid shifts that are happening uh currently um g- give a lot of opportunities for future growth in areas that we didn't really expect uh as little as nine months ago um so i think uh, what happened is 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 COVID uh, has, has really helped us take a step back and rethink um, how we can best serve people and communities using our technology. Um, and I think what I'm most excited about is um, focusing firmly over the next period to accelerate the recovery, um, ha- adapting our, our business model to the new normal, um, and also creating um, additional earning opportunities for drivers. Um, and, and basically, as, as, as we thought through that, our, our vision really for the Middle East from an Uber perspective is um, to really become the one-stop shop uh, for mobility um, and delivery needs um, so that basically your phone can, can replace your car or can replace any, anything that you want to get from, from one place to the other. Um, we've also noticed that people now more than ever are in need of very affordable uh, ways to get around. Um, so we're focusing firmly on uh, low-cost transportation. Um, and we have a, lo- a lot of different uh, things that we're working on, uh, like Uber Bus uh, in Egypt, um, like uh, Uber Moto or, or Uber Auto in, uh, in uh, Egypt, Pakistan, lo- a lot of other places. So making sure that we lower uh, costs for, uh, for riders while providing more earnings opportunities for drivers is key. Um, and I mentioned already some of the things that we're venturing into on the delivery side, like Uber Connect, that are very exciting and we think will will sustain post the restrictions that we see today. Well, I'm I'm glad we can end this on on a positive note, and um, you know, hopefully, with the, the the application of technology and and all those trends that we can see, uh, transportation leading once again um, over the next couple of years as it has been in in the in the past few years before. Uh, things change so much. Um, Richard Sikel, the Chief Executive of Massar Solutions, thanks for being with us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and Tina Wackett, the Regional General Manager, Middle East and Africa, Uber, thanks for being with us also. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed it, our chat. Before you go, here are the other stories you need to know about at thenationalnews.com. 
OPEC Plus is still weighing its options to extend current production curves until the first quarter of next year as the group awaits the backing of key producers. Leaders of the world's 20 biggest economies are preparing to discuss the most pressing socioeconomic issues this week at the G20 summit. Bitcoin is quickly approaching the record highs that spurred a mania among investors almost three years ago. That's it for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe. All that remains is to thank our production team, Arthur Edison and Aisha Khan, and you all for listening. Do join us again next time.